Alrighty, there's there's people watching. So there's fucking yeah. two people we're good. Yeah. I know, it's good. There we've got two viewers. It's basically how many people we get in an average show. <laughs> hey, um, at least you won't be restricted from the corona situation you can probably organize yeah, and still yeah no shit like maximum turnouts of two you'll be fine yeah, yeah like wall of death from 1.5 meters apart just put like a clear screen in the middle of the pit <laughs> you may not cross this line <laughs> oh. mason dixon line like I imagine the wall of death is kind of like when you put the like the same side of a magnet together, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, all right. So for the people watching, we got a few people in now, so we'll start this out properly. Um, this is episode three of Grievous Bodily Yard. What's going on, Aiden? How are you, mate? Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, we've got the lovely gentlemen that are. Which way am I pointing? Hold on. Um, I cannot see which way I'm pointing. That way. (laughs) All right, so they're down this way. Everything's mirrored on my end. These two lovely gentlemen of the Cunts from Wartooth um, are brothers from up north. They are joining us tonight. Um, They've got a new album. It is fucking awesome. We're going to play a song afterwards. And we're just going to shit talk. So I'll let you two boys introduce yourselves. That's it. Well, I'm Ando. I'm Oi. I'm the drummer. He's everything else. <laughs> as far as the album goes, that's it, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we play thrash metal from Brisbane and, um, you know, been going around about seven years now um, playing gigs. Had a few different members and everything like that, but at the moment we're just running with two and uh, loving every minute of it, getting lots of things done, making lots of progress and, you know, just keep on moving forward with everything. No, so, that's it. That's good. Like, so with two members, like, what does that do for you? What does that limit you with? And so on and so forth. Like, what's the gist, if that makes sense? At at the moment, um, we're obviously recording the album. It hasn't affected us too much. I mean, I can play bass, I can play guitar, um, and I do the vocals anyway. So um, we just were able to record with two of us. Uh, In terms of gigs, that's about the only thing that it's affecting, really. But... um, like with this current situation, there's no gigs happening anyway, so it's not a major concern of ours. Yeah, it's Plus kind of a win-win. win-win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, like fucking, yeah, we missed out on a couple of good shows. It would have been, you know, it would have been a lot of fun. But unfortunately, this is the only thing we've actually been able to do as a band because we can't even fucking rehearse at the moment. <laughs> yeah, like, no so, one, yeah, like what's the deal up in Queensland? Do you use as limited to interaction as we are? Like, pretty much, pretty much. Like, I was reading a thing in the newspaper the other day, and it's like all the states are pretty similar. Maybe some, like, social gatherings, like, in the parks and family visits and stuff are a bit different down south, but, like, we can't go to studios or anything like that. But, I mean, the good thing is with just having the two members, like, we can still do everything we were previously doing, but it also forces us to be more creative because we don't have – we can't just play a live show, like, at the drop of a hat. Like, we've got to – figure out how to stay present and keep creating and doing all these things. And it's been really good for us because it just opened up a whole new world, which we didn't really think was out there, but because we never had to look for it when you can just play shows, whatever. It's yeah. like, okay, we've lost members, you know, now we've got to figure out how to keep going even harder with less people. And so that's where, you know, social media, you know, just being an online presence really comes in and, mm. you know, just a different route really. So that's it, and you guys are doing the same thing now at the moment with these things. So yeah, the yeah, we're, we're gonna just find a way. 
Like, we just got to find a way to stay relevant, really, because if we didn't do this, you know, they say if you don't post on social media, people forget about you because, you know, people sure. have memory of a fucking goldfish yeah. nowadays. Um, <laughs> Less than that, man. Yeah, so, like, this was Daniel's idea anyway. Like, so Daniel was like, yeah, fuck it, let's make a podcast. And he was yeah. bugging us for how long? What, a year? Shit. It yeah, give or take. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we eventually got off our, got off our asses and done it, and... It's been good. Um, like, you say if it wasn't... A... What was that? You say that from the comfort of a chair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm a fucking lazy person. I don't like to get up and do things. It's Mate, a... I go to the gym. I don't even do cardio. <laughs> Wait. What the fuck is running? Like, cardio seriously. makes you smaller, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but... The only cardio that I do is in my bed, like behind me, for about five minutes a night with my right hand. Face <laughs> <laughs> exercises, okay? You'll be wearing glasses soon enough, mate. <laughs> I do wear glasses. <laughs> I'm just not yeah. with them at the moment. <laughs> if we see Dylan's camera starts shaking a bit later on, we know what's going on. Yeah, if I can just pull in fucking one of these ones, fucking, oh, where are we? Woo! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Getting some. That's it. Crack it off. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> Aiden can confirm cardio isn't part of Dylan's program. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to bring up the comments. Sorry. Absolutely um, brilliant. But no, so, I definitely agree. Like what you said there, man. You got to you got to stay around because mm. otherwise you're just going to disappear. Like it's just the unfortunate way. But yeah. the hard thing is too the way social media works. Like. You put something on, and only a tenth of your fans see it anyway. It's like, well, yeah, damn, you know, yeah. you can find it's, out how to do it a better way. It's a bit of a pain in the ass, and you know, I don't know about you boys, but we're making like no money whatsoever doing this. Oh, um, no. so, yeah, you know, <laughs> and everyone just speed twos in the same boat. So, forking out a hundred bucks for a sponsor that every two weeks, you know, a couple hundred bucks here, it's not really viable. Even with four no. of us to pitch in, like, work mm. is fucked at the moment. Even like. If you're putting money into, say, Facebook ads or whatever, it's like, what are you getting back from that? Like, it's not the same as if you're advertising, say, a show that you got coming up and you can sell tickets or whatever. At least there's something coming back from what you're spending on the ads. But when it's just like, hey, this is what we're doing this week, um, like if it's a live stream or if you're advertising, like just a post about what's going on, like you, there's zero money coming back from that. It's just yeah. a total. Well, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like an arsehole if every single post I plug merch. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, I want people to listen to my music, you know. If they buy a shirt or whatever, sick. But we're here to fucking write music. If I wanted to print shirts, I'd become a shirt printer, you know. Like, it comes yeah, down to the whole thing where, look, if I was trying to make money, I wouldn't be playing metal, put it that way. Money from shirts is nice, but money from tickets is better. Like, at oh, least, okay. like, we get... And we get to do what we like. Yeah. Well, the thing is, okay, That's like it. doing that, this is how we fucking met YouTube blokes in the first place. Exactly. I mean, what was it? It was one of demo shows, yeah, um, at the Bendy. Was, um, was it like we played with a band called Winter Valley or some shit? And that's when. Yeah, at the Bendy. Jimmy was a full time member, and I think Jackson mm-hmm. was the bass player. Yeah. yeah, we had Jackson at yeah. the time, yeah. Um, and that was it. <laughs> Yeah, Winter Warriors. There we oh, there we go. Look at that. that, that was fucking, how many years ago was that now? It was, what, three years ago at least? About three yeah. years? Oh, yeah. 2017, yeah. 
Yeah, right fucking. Fuck, where was I? What 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 month was that? I was probably overseas, being a dickhead and getting. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, go into the detail. So, David, what were you doing overseas exactly? You know, what what day? What what month were you guys playing? Uh, it was what June. June second. Yeah, June. I was, I was getting off chops at bloody um, bloodstock in England. Yeah, we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the stories. They're probably a little bit NSFW. Um, yeah, you know, not not safe for wanking. Um, <laughs> safe for <laughs> yeah, I don't. They are, but you'll question you. You'll question yourself afterwards. You'll be really ashamed of yourself. <laughs> right, it's, it's the experience of living, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Brooke just mentioned the tattoo industry at the moment's fucked as well. Like he's trying all kinds of different ways to retain exposure. Um, yeah, tattoos are a tough one because you literally cannot make money besides putting shit onto people's skin. Um, the only Human thing, contact, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a few tattoo artists, you know, try to sell paintings and airbrushings and stuff like that. Um, it's a- but it's not a big market because, I mean, artists in general don't really make a lot of money anyway. Like we're talking like, you know, painting artists and stuff like that. That's it. Yeah. Well, well, tattoos, are, like tattoos are probably the sure. only monetized yeah. art that you could actually really get on a small scale nowadays when you think about it. For sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, like every time you do a piece of art as a tattoo artist, you get paid for it. So there's yeah. that. Mm. Mm. You know, so Chuck's done, done, done a couple <laughs> of mine now. Like you've done this little fucking... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden, OnlyFans is the only way to go, boys. Yeah, I've been, I've been genuinely <laughs> so thinking... So those of NFSW pictures and... <laughs> well, um, yeah, reply in the comments if you'd pay for my dick pics. <laughs> you have to send them via Dropbox, don't you, Dylan? <laughs> yeah, they're very small files. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, the file is too large for Dropbox or too small, yeah. <laughs> Fucking upload on an image check so the watermark covers how small my shame is. <laughs> but no, nah, so you boys released an album, huh? Well, I know yeah. you did. You're going to tell these people, you know, the seven people that are probably watching at the moment. Um, 15, yeah. Oh, 15. Oh, we're going up. Yeah, we're doing well, mate. We're doing well. Uh, you got the Wartooth boys on, mate. The attendance just go right yeah. yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right. Yeah, so as soon as we start talking about Wartooth, like the numbers go up, as soon as I start talking, everything just plummets. So I'll shut up for the next 50 minutes and you can come can on talk. next week as well if you like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we um, dropped an album this week on Thursday. Um, it's called Program Dichotomy. I think we've got a CD here in front of us. We reflection's terrible. But nice I think yeah. that's David's copy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <it> may happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we dropped that on Thursday. Um, we've managed to sell, I think we're almost at 80 pre, yeah, pre-orders. Probably, so probably. Fuck yeah. By now, we're pretty we, happy with we that. We sold about five or six yeah, nice. just on mm. Thursday night. Like, you know, we did nice. our live stream. Mm. And, yeah, um, we did an acoustic live stream gig the other night. Well, it was we, good fun. It was just like a whole yeah, little awesome. gig. I was watching. Yeah, it was yeah. good. There was a lot of people there, so many comments and shit, and, you know, just running a bit of acoustic, played some songs and had a chat. And I mean, it was we were planning to do the same sort of thing in a live setting, but then yeah. obviously all this sort of stuff came yeah. around. And then a week out, we're like, well, shit, we need to do something, you know, just to get a little mm-hmm. spike in the sales. And we, we sort of came up with something and gave it a test run on Sunday, and it was terrible. And we're like, shit, we need to find a <laughs> software that's going to hold it. And so I started looking around. I found OBS. Yeah, and yeah, Dylan, yeah. Dylan mentioned Holy that. Holy yeah. shit, man. It, oh, beauty, yeah. Incredible. 
So yeah, it came that, off really well. Yeah, that's what we use in a stream. This at the moment, like I had this ages ago. I was doing it to fucking stream RuneScape, and yeah, uh, as you can yeah, imagine, yeah. nobody was watching because fucking who the fuck wants to watch RuneScape? RuneScape um, was the shit, man. From when I was in like primary school, and I remember playing yeah. RuneScape. It's so like, good. Like no shit. All right, so that game is still going ahead. I've got a theory yeah. that like the company that made RuneScape caused the entire virus to happen. So the company, <laughs> all right. Company's now Chinese owned. We're gonna. I'll get some tin foil. Hold on. Oh shit! Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was my kebab for about half an hour ago. Um, nice. you so, now, Runescape Chinese company now owned. Um, their player base was shrinking rapidly, so they released a new skill while releasing a virus to lock everybody inside, so everybody plays Runescape. Amazing. With Uber Eats to get plenty of home deliveries going on. And... Oh man. Um so yeah, oh Wally's replying in the chat for me. That's awesome. Yeah, I love, man, your work, man. Man. Yeah. love your work. Wally's on top of it. I love it, boys. That's uh, not our first radio. Um, <laughs> I've got to move my product, man. I've got to start sucking up to some people. I don't know this bloke. I'm going to be his best friend by the end of the night. <laughs> but no, program. Now Dylan looks like a true baked potato. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out now, cream and chives there. <laughs> Um, you'll be careful to be shut down by Facebook for false news. All right, well, let's play some, <laughs> let's, let's fucking some true news. Like um, I know where you filmed that, and that was at Monolith, because I was there for a bit of that. That's right, um, you were. You helped us out with some backing vocals, man. You did a phenomenal job. We really appreciate that uh, effort. Look, you, you say I do phenomenally, but I think that, like, we all got turned down as soon as fucking Sean came in and started yelling into the mic. Uh, was, no, Chris, Chris turned you guys up as much as he could, but Sean just still drowned you out. Yeah, no, like, no shit. Okay, so what was it? Three of us at one stage yelling into the mic. It was what, me, Wally, and Frosty. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Sean come in and was louder than the three of us, like, at our full volume. Yes. Like, yes. that cut is a freak. I love it so much. Absolute diesel engine of a voice. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally the, first, literally, the first word that he, like, spoke into the mic a little bit of jizz came out. Like, not even going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a phenomenal vocalist. Phenomenal. Did you guys see the video they dropped the other last night? I have not. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. They dropped a, that. is it Morbid Angel cover? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, all right. I'm going ha- to have to check that one out. Fuck it. I tell you yeah. what, if I can get my shit sorted, we'll stream that towards the end of the night as well for shits and gigs. Yeah, Yeah. nice. Yeah, they um, did a wonderful job of that, obviously. Mouse is weak. They do a phenomenal job of everything they touch. But. Oh, Absolutely phenomenal musicians. Like, we played with them. When did we play with them last? It was when we played, what, Max Watts, yeah? Is this in Malice's or? Yeah, Malice's, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, in nice. Yeah, and uh, I remember me and Daniel. All right, yeah, I've got the video up here. All right, I'll stream that one a little bit afterwards. But, um, yeah, so me and Daniel were sitting. I don't know, have you boys played Max Watts or not? No, no. haven't been. All righty, so. Where the stage is, you've got the stage, and then to the left is where the main green room is. There's a big fucking ramp going up to the stage, and it's a big stage. Yeah? It's like a 1,200-people venue. And, yeah, yeah, okay. It's a decent venue, yeah. Yeah, and we, Daniel and I were sitting in the back green room just watching from the side, and I got scared at just how fast everything was going. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, we could play pretty fast. I know you boys can play pretty fast, but watching those cunts, it was oh, fucked. Next level. It was nuts. Like, they were... That was top notch. Yes, Brody, this is not a beer, but beers anyway. 
Um, it is a whiskey. It's nice. Oh, <laughs> right, but to be fair, they played. Um, yeah, they played so fast and so fucking precise, man. They were just on point. And their light, like we were talking about it backstage. Their lighting show, their fucking air cannons and shit. Awesome. Like all I heard um, was math nerd. <laughs> Like, no, no, the thing is, is that they didn't even do it with a Mac. They had a dude off stage with, like, I think they jerry-rigged something themselves. It's like a piece of wood with, like, four switches. And the cut's just sitting there button-mashing like he's playing Mortal Kombat. Like, yeah. just fucking setting everything off. Like, I think he was more tired than the boys were on stage by the end of it, man. Because he was just sitting there like, fucking, bah, bah. <laughs> But they're like... That's actually one thing, like, right before all this shit happened, we were actually looking at shelling out some money just to buy things like lights, like little spark and fog cannons. You know, we were, we were talking about the idea of making a massive stage show on a very tiny stage. Yeah. Try to find a way to do it. Um, We've got a smoke machine. Which is over the sick. Yeah, like, we've got it. I think the problem is, though, is that, trying to do everything yourself while on stage. Mm. Like, I've seen the way you guys play and you're nuts. Like, you're more energetic than us, I'll say that. Um, because you get sweaty by actually moving around. I just get sweaty. Um, <laughs> you know, so I could imagine it would be hard to coordinate, like, all of that shit going at the same time. Well, you, you would know, like, being a singer that also plays an instrument, like, you don't really have any spare time. Like, if you're not singing, no. you're having a break from singing and you're just headbanging or whatever. It's like, there's no gaps to, like, if you're just a singer, you know, there's instrumental gaps and solos where you can fuck off and do things. But because you're playing an instrument, you don't have that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just like, it's constant. You're constantly busy on stage. There's no time for, I'll run over here and put the smoke machine on or, um, you know, play with these lights or whatever. Like, you, you just flat out. Yeah, well, that's it. Like Tom just said, like Orpheus, uh, Chris's band, um, mm-hmm. they have all their lights automated. And, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Did you guys see Chris's live stream on Twitch a week ago or so? I did not. Like he was talking about – so his live setup, like he went into a brief explanation and it's fucking intense. So he's got his, he's got his laptop set up to automate the tuning live. Yep. So, like, his computer drop tunes in, it does all his programming, does all the lights, all the clicks, literally just at the press of a button, everything is timed precisely. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It is next level shit. Um, yeah. I remember he was telling me about that when we were down there recording with him yeah. and having a chat. And it's like so much of it's automated, but, and that's really good. Like, if you're playing along to click tracks and stuff live, like, all of that's going to work perfectly. But, like, we don't play along to clicks. We, we're we completely raw, and we like the organic feel of that. So it's hard to automate things too, I guess. Like, that's a, that's the problem that we had because, like, we discussed it ages ago. And we were like, you know, we could play to a click, but then the one thing that scares me the most is if somebody fucks up, then you're fucked. Like, everything yeah. goes, and it happens. You know, we've had an instance where I've meant to start a note and I played the wrong note and you just make a dick of yourself on stage. You laugh off and start again. Yeah. If you're with a click, you can't afford to do that. Like you're, it's you're either you do it or you don't. Um, even just like the, if somebody ends up like a beat out or something like that, it's like it's all down to shit after that because you yeah. can't catch it back up again. Yeah, it's very hard unless a bloke stops on stage and then it's visible. Like I mean, you know, the way I see it is that when you're watching bands, like I noticed this watching Lamb of God. Um, I saw them, you know, one of the three or four times I saw them. And they were the tightest band live when I saw them. They played with Mishuga. 
that was a festival hall. Um, and then I worked with Metallica and their uh, Death Magnetic tour as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that yeah, was a fucking sick show. Um, but yeah, when I saw them at Festival Hall, there were a couple of times where they seemed to go out and then catch back in time. Like I picked it straight away. A few people did, but they didn't make it obvious. They were still just jamming as hard as they possibly could on stage, yeah. and you didn't care. Um, well, it's natural. As, it's, it's it's live music, you know. Yeah. Well, the way like I go to think that we feed we feed off the crowd, and if the crowd's having fun. If we fuck up, we're just going to keep going because it's still fun. I mean, yeah. we're humans, not robots. That's yeah. it. Look, I that's think awesome. it is. If you fuck up and you have to use a click track, don't get me wrong, I, I appreciate the business side of things, but if you can't be genuine, you know what I mean? Like, if you can't, like, roll with... If you fall out of time and you roll back into it, it kind of happens with us. It's not like you fuck it up, you have to wait till the end of the song or to the end of the set before it, like, catches up again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. But like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm. But yeah, the, the catching up stuff, like actually for us when we started, that was happening a lot. We were a lot, very inexperienced together. Like this is going back to when I first joined with fucking Daniel and Jackie. Um, you kind of, that whole, oh, fuck, if someone goes out, we're just going to catch up. It comes naturally. Like that, mm. that sort of shit comes from playing with people week in, week out. You just know how people react. You know what people are going to do. You um, feed off each other, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just sorry, I just checked the chat. Um, yeah, Tom's goes. We're going off the click tracks. Just lots of time working out the timing between songs and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I could imagine there's there would be a shitload of prep time, like knowing what goes into it. You need to yeah. rehearse the living fuck out of that. But when it pays off, it's sick. Like it genuinely it is awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it is worth the effort. Um, and Dusty, uh, Dusty Price, Long Neck Melbourne's a fucking medal. They really are. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, Tom in the chat there. Um, Tom, that's in Venom, Tom, yeah? Yeah, correct. That is, yeah. yeah. Are, you, are they just starting using click tracks or is that something they've been doing for a while? Um, that's they... actually a good question. So if he's still watching, he's going to respond at some point. Mm. Um, I'm going to get that bloke onto one of these podcasts soon, actually. Like, Tom's oh, a yeah, fucking sick yes. bloke. He's very involved in a lot of things at the moment. Yeah. So, Tom, we're going to get you on at some point. You can't say no now. You've been called out live. (laughs) (laughs) Called out from two different states at once, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How do you feel? Half of Australia is fucking gunning for you now, mate. Uh, I know um, Angela Zapatrita from Spain, they use the click tracks live, and, I mean, they just got their shit down so tight. But I think it is one of those things, like, you literally have to program whether you do, for example, a half an hour set. You know, you might just program three ten-minute sets, and then, you know, you can – have a stop and have a drink or whatever for 30 seconds. And it's like, all right, our first two songs are over and then start the next two, play the next two, whatever the case may be. But like you said, you know, if you put the work in, you get payoffs, but it just depends on what look you want to have really. Like if you want a polished performance or you just want to have a a casual, you know, better than casual jam. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. Like if you can pull off a click live, the way I see it is that you're going to generally, not always, but it's a sign that you're a decent musician and you're good at what you do because yeah. it's not an easy Chris. thing to pull off. Um, yeah, so Aiden just asked, are we capable of playing to clicks? Um, look, we are capable, but we probably haven't rehearsed it enough to be able to do it in a live setting efficiently. 
For one, we that, don't actually have the equipment to do it, um, like innies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It costs money. Um, all, I heard, all I heard, mate, was I could do it. I just don't want to. That sounds like what Daniel just said in the comments. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, also, capable and willing are two different questions, yeah. So yeah, Tom said and Venom have been using them for a few years now, and he would love to be a part of the podcast. So yeah, that's Fuck you'll yeah. see him soonish. Give or take. Um, all righty. Um, with further ado, we are how far in? We're twenty five minutes in. Has a good time to play a track off the album, mate. Eh? A what's it track? Yes. All right. Yeah, so, should um, we introduce it? Should we introduce um, it? Yeah, you should introduce yeah. it. You know what song's being played. I'm going to set up the uh, shit on my end. Yeah. Yeah, no worries, man. You do your thing. So this next track is uh, the final track of our album. Um, it's basically, it's very topical at the moment because it's about uh, nature fighting back against all the shit we've been doing to it for the last hundred years. Um, you know, just this year we've seen bushfires, we've seen floods, we've seen droughts, we've seen this coronavirus situation um, just exploding and really just showing humans like that nature is still the boss here and we've got no control <coughs> over what's going on. Um that's basically what the song is about. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Have so, a listen. Enjoy. Yeah, I've, I've listened to this song a few times. Um, as Darkness Comes by Wartooth off the new album. The links are in the description as well. So buy the fucking album, please. Like, I get nothing out of this, but it's just fucking that good. You should buy it, right? So, yeah, yeah we're going to start We're gonna start playing this shit, guys. Um, yeah. Let me do the shit on my end. Enjoy. Um, the promo is up, and we are pressing play.
Very, very big oft. Like, oh, that was on. the biggest oft. Um, all right, so I'm going to um, take that promo back off the screen. Uh, we've had a little bit of a connection problem with Andy and Wally, um, but they're going to be back shortly. Um, Wallace? Yes. Uh, I think Jack went to go take a piss. <laughs> oh, he's back. <laughs> so, yeah, I not sure it. if you realise, Jack, but um, Ando and Wally kind of... Drop connection, but they're going to be back. Yeah, no, it's too bad. Uh, disconnect. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? Fucking I think awesome. we need to jump out of the fucking game. Big off. I enjoy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, to send your shipping details to Wartooth, I'm going to do this promo until they come back. We're trying to get them back in as quickly as we can. Um, bear with us. Um, yeah. So in the description of the live feed, They've got some links for their Facebook, Instagram, Big Cartel, and Spotify. Yep. Definitely jump on, um, buy an album, buy some merch. Genuinely fucking sick musicians and sick dudes. Always happy for a chat. Whenever they come down to Melbourne, they always make sure they leave a few hours aside just to come and see us personally. So, I mean, last time he came down, he spent two hours getting pissed in Jack's old pool. Yes, that was a good day. That was a fantastic day. That was a fucking good day. That was a very fucking fun time. All right, um, so... Under the train station with his brand new Gibson Flying V. Yes. (laughs) So, while we're waiting, um, how many people caught my fucking birthday live stream a few days ago? (laughs) (laughs) And then... Celine also told me that she had a geese, and it was like, fuck, it was a train wreck, Dylan. It, it, <laughs> it was a train wreck, but something beautiful came out of it. 
Um, <laughs> most, mostly, it was this watermark, and I'm going to put that up. Just so give me a second. Um, trying to pay people to get. Uh, like, if I turn that one on, we'll say, that the fuck my life watermark. <laughs> so, yeah, no, but, so, I had, like, a great fucking idea come out of that as well, and that is literally just a live stream separate to the band, um, separate to anything, of just me making memes on request. Um, and on James, we are doing fantastically at the moment. Um, hey, James. And Emily is shaking her head in disgust at the thought of me making memes on request. But she has seen me make memes in person, Aiden, and she was thoroughly enjoying it. So, <laughs> well, oh, Tiger King Trump, definitely, back. definitely the Tiger King oh. Trump. Oh, they're back. Well, there you go. Um, just... that. We had a bit of a mix-up with the technology. Nah, it <laughs> happens. It happens, mate. I'm fucking illiterate as fuck as well. I've got this working somehow. <laughs> I actually don't know. Um, what do we miss? Um, not much. I tried. I think I got you an album sale. So yes. <laughs> that's a win. Thank you. So, um, all I want for commission is a wristy. <laughs> all, right, all right, we'll send our new bass player. player when we get in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome no. aboard. Uh, we just got one job for you before you start. This is your audition. Go to Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them, Melbourne, give this bald fucking wristy. Sort Dylan out, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it won't take long, I promise. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't fuck his wrist, we'll need him for the gig. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so, one thing I wanted to ask you boys, because we've noticed it recently. Okay, so yeah. Daniel put a thread up the other day on Facebook. I can't remember what it was about, but some dude jumped into it and started absolutely going full tinfoil over 5G and coronavirus. Oh, yeah, fuck. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> right, let Dan have a rant. Yeah, come on. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm going to fucking let me find this. Give me a second. Just, uh, I'm going to. The wings is a biological weapon. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a fizzy. Honestly, there's a fucking broken page about it. And it's ridiculous. Oh, let me, let me find this fucking thing. Give me a minute. I don't post much. All right, <laughs> so it's this. I don't know if I can, I can try, I can probably. Get that in frame there. That's what yeah. I posted, right? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. That was funny. Right? Oh. And then I had some fucking tinfoil hat dude named, I can't remember, his, Craig or some shit. Like, I had, a, I had a good chat with my mate Matt, which I used to work with at an old job. Now, we can chat because he helped me out a lot when I was there. So, there was no, there was no hostilities there. It was just talking, right? But then there was this other dude. Like, Matt stopped talking. Me and him, we just, whatever. Then there was this other dude who started comparing flus from, like, the fucking medieval times in regards to new technology coming into the world at the same fucking time. Like, <laughs> 1918 Spanish flu begins after radio wave was installed. What? Please fucking tell me that people don't believe that radio waves and shit create fucking flus. Hey, bro, bro, don't you remember? Man, smallpox came in when the trebuchet was invented. Oh, yeah. Stupid. No, well, look, I think there might be some, like, a little bit of a little right. bit of truth to the theory, okay? Because if, like, technically radio waves and sound waves are probably all related, like, I'm not a scientist, but no, the, la- the last time I listened to mumble rap, I got physically ill. <laughs> <laughs> had my head in the bowl just fucking spewing my guts yeah. out 
Um, as soon yeah. as I heard, like, Takashi 6 9 say three words. Um, <laughs> he says words? <laughs> yeah, apparently. It was just sounds. Yeah, there you go. Apparently, uh, there you go. Yeah. The more you know. Um, uh, I'll try and find this fucking page. Give me a minute. This page is literally dedicated to people saying that they have moved into areas where 5G is and now they can't feel their fucking fingertips. Like, they're munted and they're a bit fucking skewed. If well, that makes sense. See, it's weird. I remember watching a documentary once about these fucking, like, about people who were, like, electromagnetic frequencies. I can feel them and they cause me pain continuously. But they were basically going, like, full Amish and living in the forest, like, in wood cabins using oil lanterns and shit. And not once did mm-hmm. they feel bad when they had the full documentary crew with phones and cameras, generators, lights, batteries and shit. Like, not once did anybody mention, oh, you know, these are setting me off. They were more than happy to jump on camera and do interviews. Um, I think Dev, I think the two boys have frozen again. I think they have. I think they have. They're probably sick of me talking shit, to be honest. <laughs> um, look, that'll get sorted out, hopefully. Um I can't oh. fucking, I can't find it, but it's absolutely fucking cooked. Like, there's, for some reason, people think that 5G has caused a coronavirus. And people get the shit, like, there is, there is some conspiracy theories out there, and some are actually somewhat believable, but this one is what? fucked. It's got to be, it's got to come <laughs> along with, like, a mental health issue. Like, it's fucked. I think someone just got a bit bored. Mm. No, yeah. I've got, like, I remember seeing something about it. It was, like, the flat earth theory as well. So you've got all these flat earthers. They want to be part of something because they've never been part of anything. And as soon as you put the word society on something, they're like, fuck yes, I belong. And (laughs) they were like, everybody's hated me for my whole life. Maybe it's because they just are on the same intellectual level as me and it's not the fact that I'm a complete shit person. Um, (laughs) And they try to push through a circle. Yeah, and then they join the society, and because they're actually involved, I think we've got them back. Oh, they're back. Here we go. Yeah, guys. So we're having internet issues. <laughs> no, that's all right, man. Um, we're good now. And yeah, we're hey, talking we're about flat earthers trying yeah. to, Fuck. you know, be part of the society. <laughs> I just realised, David, are you walking around with that <laughs> weapon? No, I'm walking around in my house with a survival tool. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, so this cunt's got a... All right, so who made that for you? Like, David, we're talking to you. Well, the axe. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. There was a freaking blacksmith over in WA called Sam Towns. He ended up making it for me. He was a fucking sick cunt. Like, that is fucking awesome. I might have to get in to make something with me, like... Everybody dropped out of my... Thanks, man. Well, I wonder if he could make me, like, a massive mm. broadsword, but with the tip oh, of it looking like a penis. What was that? He's on my Facebook page, so if you look up Sam Towns... Oh, yeah. what the fuck? Might have to do yeah. that. Um, right, yeah, um... Is is that like, the handle's made out of... It's made out of an old tree. This fucking... Devin News Melbourne 
two hours ago posted a plane carrying up to 80 coronavirus patients is heading to Melbourne on a mercy flight home in fucking South America. Why? So now they're going to bring that fucking shit here and infect more fucking cunts. Like, so, you know, look, this country is a bit fucking twisted, mate. Like, if they, if they isolate them properly, it's not an issue. But we've got a track history of not doing that very, very well. This is what Dylan got control of. Um, <laughs> the government tells you to do something. Well, I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> so, like, look, mate, they can come stay at mine. Um, they can sleep with the rabbits and the fucking dogs and shit out back because um, they can't get coronavirus, apparently. So I'll give them three square meals a day. They'll be right. But, no, um, have you boys, um, Ando Wally, have you got yeah. any shout-outs that you want to do while you're here? You want to thank anyone? Well, I best better thank my missus for being a champion supporter of all our works and cooking us dinner and shit when we're preparing for live streams and, you know. That's always nice. Helping me. Yeah. Covering the bills so I can spend all the money on bands and ads and shit. So that's always good. <laughs> no, no, no. no, that's so, always nice. Um, got a pretty wicked setup. And our it. parents, too, they cover heaps of stuff and buy all our merch and shit. So, you know, good financial supporters and supporters in other ways. So. Yeah. No, well, yeah, that's I, the main thing, I, man. I, if I, you've I, got... Big shout-outs to... Um, that's it. Big shout-outs <laughs> to uh, Chris, Sean, Dylan, and Frosty, obviously, for helping us make the album. Um, the backing vocals and everything just makes them sound phenomenal with all the extra help we had. Um, massive shout-out to everyone that's bought an album so far. Uh, as I said, we're over 80 sales now, so we're stoked with that. Um, our goal was 50 by release day, and we, we smashed that out of the park, so we're pretty stoked. It's fucking sick. So, yeah, massive thanks to everyone that got involved on that. I think it was, yeah, it was, like, really fun, you know, sort of setting goals, and then you got to chase them down. And then, yeah, you know, like you have all these people along the way that help you out. So, you know, some of the people we've mentioned there and then everyone who was able to buy an album, like we said, you know, just really helps us achieve our goals and then able to keep pushing forward and doing more of the same that everyone's enjoying. That's it. You know, so yeah. it really well, takes the whole community to make it happen. Yeah, well, it's, it's got to be fulfilling as well, you know. Like, I know you boys poured your heart and soul into this. Like, mm. this was a long time coming. Use the whole Damn. writing, recording progress. I know you spent a fair bit of time hunting for the right place to record it. And to be honest, I don't think you could have made a better choice than Chris. I mean, the dude's oh, a fucking master yeah. at what he does, yeah? Um, 100%. You know, so I'm I'm just glad to hear that all the work paid off and the album turned out fucking ripper. From start to finish, there's no filler whatsoever. I've, I've played it through about seven or eight times now, and it's fucking absolutely Fuck magnificent. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a good time. It, man. We're, we're, like, it blew our expectations away, and we had high hopes. Yeah, no, nah, that's Can the main thing. Like, as long as you come out of it without thinking, fuck, this was terrible, fuck, we fucked up, you come out of it positive, you're always going to have a good time, yeah? That's it. Sorry, David said something. I missed it. I was going through, I was going through, like, because I've got one of my bosses, like, when I was moving. Anyway, when you, when you buy War Tooth merch, you'll get these lovely little fucking hand. <laughs> oh, no, he's, he's, he's cutting he's, out. He's lost it. He's cutting uh, out. What do you get when you, when you buy an Thank album? Thank you, Wally. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, so. Handwritten note. It's just fucking lovely. Helps you, helps you get through the uh, corona situation, mate. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just struggling down there. Well, that, like, in case anybody's wondering why David's connection is a little bit cutty and sketchy, 
He actually just is like in the process of moving house at the moment. So he's got no proper internet and he's using like the 4G, so the non cancerous radio. <laughs> safe, safe radio waves, safe one. Yeah, the, the safe ones, the ones that don't cause you to grow four dicks. Um, it's either four dicks or one really big dick, like looking in my head right here. Um, you can't lose, can you? Yeah. <laughs> Skinless. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, the next podcast that we do, David should hopefully have a good internet connection, so you'll be able to hear him a lot better. Um, Hang on. Bad. Um, we can see you fine, but, yeah, your voice is cutting in and out just because your reception is, like, terrible. All right, dead set. I'm on two bars right now, and this is the best I'm going to get. Yeah. Stay uh, right there. Like, like I know well. what your area is like, and it's just like the fucking black hole of wind. Like, I'm sitting on a bicycle trying to pump my Wi-Fi. Look <laughs> yeah. it after the charger and off you go. Yeah. Your handwritten notes are a lovely touch. Thank you, Wally. Yeah, mate. It's all, it's all part of the. Do us thing, a favor. Can you read the note out? We couldn't see it clearly before. Oh, yeah. Because you kept fucking moving around, Damon. Fucker, I just get <laughs> back on your bike. Just stay still and look at a screen cap. Yeah. Like, oh, just the table. Hang on. <sighs> okay. Can you hear me? All right, we can. Yep. Dear David, thanks for supporting our new single launch. We would love to see a photo of you on Facebook with your new Venom head here. Tag us on Facebook when you post it up. Cheers, man. And I sent it to, I sent it to you, Andy. All righty. I did, I did David, come through, yes. Can you do us yes. a favor? Can you take another photo naked holding just that picture and we'll put it on our page as well to give us some praise? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Just hold, hold that CD, like, in front of the package, um, just so we don't get banned again by your ass. <laughs> while, while we're here, are we going to get a bit nude? Oh, look at it. It's coming off. Oh, here we go. Uh, All right. Yeah. Post your F in the comments, boys. Everybody post F in the comments. Pay your respects. F <laughs> <laughs> two respects. Hang on. Like, <laughs> you know, where I put the tube? Hang on. He's looking for the tube. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening. Go, right. I had it just here. <laughs> uh, for those tuning in, David's getting naked. <laughs> I am naked. No, I'm not naked. Yeah. Fucking is naked this Oh it? my it lord! Much, does it? Does it Oi, in all seriousness. That's something that needs to be done, okay? So, pornos, live, but studio quality, not the amateur chatterbait stuff. Live studio quality porn. Like, with all the stage hands in the background and everything, just because it'd be live funny. Live stream, yeah. Let's see, yeah. <laughs> they don't block your live stream, does Coming they? Coming live they cut from Brazzers. So. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alrighty, um, what's he doing? Everybody's just tuned into the bottom left corner of the screen at the moment, just waiting for yeah. David to get naked, just so people can get like a 320p pixelated <laughs> picture of his cock. It blows himself, <laughs> it blows himself out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Oh, Come on, you. mate. Oh, no. Like, dead set. Like, I've never. Fuck, I've never felt like such a letdown in my life. <laughs> Don't lie to me, David. 
Yeah, yeah look, look trust me. Uh, look, if you want some advice, just sleep it off. I know what it feels like to not be able to perform when naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had it right here. It's fucking gone. Oh, well, fucking, I don't know. Well, you know what will happen? I'll find it when we all finish. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully you finish after you find it and not before. Um, because then you got to worry about the clean up as well. Fuck. Hang on. Where did I go? I'm going to retrace my drunken steps. Hang on. No wonder why you're getting fucking naked. I don't like. We're not even talking now. Um. Next question. I just find it. Yeah. I just someone is getting nude. Yeah, that's, that's just the normal. You haven't seen us rehearsal. Like somebody gets basically naked at least once every band rehearsal. Yeah, it's probably every fucking time. Yeah, it's usually me. Someone, he's going to pass it away, yeah. You know what? I feel like the dumbest cunt is sitting here right in the corner. Oh, no. Fucking. Alrighty. So we're going to... I tell you what, if this doesn't come through on live stream, I'll get David to take a selfie and I'll post it up on the band page tonight with some links for the Wartooth Boys. Um, yeah. <laughs> some very, very, very sexy promo. Um, Venom head shirt, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brendo, just uh, wish you boys and congrats as well. I'm not sure if you're seeing that. Yeah, we got um, the comments coming through. Yeah, no, fantastic, fantastic. Alrighty. Um, so, David, you get in there. I'm allowing. The new poster child. That's it. Poster twelve dollars. Get them while they're hot. <laughs> <laughs> Eight dollars shipping straight to your door. Sign note. There we go. We promise not every post has been touched oh, by David's dick. But if you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you for looking away, Andy. Now I still have some sort of shred of dignity. <laughs> Man, I see it enough. He's watching it on his phone for the replay, mate. It's about 10 seconds behind. I'm trying to do the screen cap right as it comes on the screen. <laughs> He's just failing miserably. Well, I tell you what, like these videos all get posted. I'll have these online tomorrow, you know, freshly posted. So you can get yourself a copy of that one. Um, yeah. Look, we've been on air now for 53 minutes. I think that's a pretty good time before people start getting really fucking bored. Um, well, so, we've got a, well, we've got about 15 viewers now. We can probably do some Q&A before we go. All right, yeah, fuck it. Let's do that. Um, if you've yeah. got any questions for the Wartooth boys or the yeah, Armada boys, send them Actually, through. We'll do our best to answer them uh, while we're here. Andy, Andy, your vocal style. What's yeah. your, uh, your, uh, your influences for your vocals? Um, I like Sebastian Buck, obviously Skid Row. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Bobby Blitz from Overkill. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of other like a lot of '80s music, so like things like Meatloaf. Um, uh, Iced Earth, like Matt Barlow. He's yep. a big, mm-hmm. big uh, vocalist fan. I'm a big fan of his vocals. Um, but people have said I sound a lot like Shmir from Destruction. I get that a lot, but uh, it's not an aim of mine. But it's it's a comparison people make a lot. So. Lie. Sometimes when I hear you, I honestly think of curse the curse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just the way it comes out. But 
So in one of our reviews, I've um, I was compared to it was basically if Tom Maria and Sebastian Bach had a child, like that that would be my vocals. But yeah, Shmir as well. So, mm. but I tell you what, that's a fucking that's actually a compliment. Like that's two great vocalists, like at two extremes of metal. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that's sick. Um, <laughs> oh, yes, they're right there, Dave. That's perfect. <laughs> Oh, Teach me like one of your French girls. Oh my lord, I love it. <laughs> Both Armand and Wartooth influences on vocals, guitars, bass, and drums. I reckon we just take it in terms. We'll go around the circle um, and just post our influences. Why not? Yeah. All right, Daniel, start. We'll go clockwise, and then I'll go last. Um, well, for I don't know. There's a lot of people got YouTube drama. Uh, he started on YouTube. He's a bit famous. He's, he's, yeah, he's kind of on the famous side now. Um, yeah, Luke Luke Holland, uh, very 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 technical, and he's so fucking accurate. It's ridiculous. Um, obviously, from the thrash metal area areas, you got uh, Gene Hoagland and um, Dave Lombardo and whatnot. Um, and the dude from I forgot his fucking name. He's on the spot. Um, so then the main ones earlier when I was. Um, when I was starting drums about eight years ago, nine years ago, whenever it was, I did have Lars as a fucking um, influence, and he still kind of somewhat is, but when you put him up against fucking absolutely everyone else, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's Lars. He's, the only thing he influences is uh, the snare drum. I think that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, look, I'll, I will say one thing about Lars. As he's getting older, you know, he's losing it. You know, I think it's pretty fair to say it's an accurate assessment. But the dude still plays heavier than most other drummers do. Like, he basically, every time he hits a tom or hits a snare, he's putting his fucking fist through it still. Mm. He was never technical, but he was always aggressive in the way he played. Yeah. And, it, like, seeing him live, I've seen him play live twice now. He's still a fucking great drummer to watch live. He puts on a good show. And, um, yeah, not the most technical bloke, but he's still enjoyable to watch. Um... Jack, you've been fairly quiet. What yes. are your guitar influences? Well, guitar influences are Kirk Hammett. Well, ever since I started playing guitar and and ever since I got into metal, because Metallica got me into metal, um, I love the way Kirk Hammett played. I just love just so much. And, and, and even how he stood as well. Sometimes when I play guitar, I stand like him sometimes. But, um, one foot up on the white pedal, yeah. Yeah, the white pedal too. <laughs> just I don't have one anymore. And the other one would have to be Buckethead, just yeah. um, on on like making up my own stuff. Like he pretty much in, um, inspired me to make up my own stuff. So yeah, that's pretty much it. No, it's fucking wicked. Uh, yeah. David, you can go next, mate. Oh. I was actually thinking about the list before I got like put into the spotlight. Now I'm like, huh? Um, I'd say fucking Alex Skolnick, Testament, fucking Gary mm-hmm. Holt, Hammett. Um, Kerry King, because you know I like to overuse the whammy bar. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it sounds it, like it sounds good. I like it. Uh, every, time, every time he does it, I just look and I give him the yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, for the aggression, like mainly the aggression, I'd say Gary Holt. I love that shit, man. That 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 pumps my nads, fucking yeah. Gary's yeah. a fucking legend, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, who else would be? I'm trying to think. 
all right. Like, I know you're going to go like stupid over over shit like uh, like uh, Cliff Burton and stuff like that. But like Dylan, what are the, what are some of the like base players that you like well, fucking idolize? And also well, because of your because of your particular status in the band, who are some of the vocalists that uh, are right. inspiring? Well, all right. So we could go into this. Um, all right. So I started I started playing bass basically because I started listening to Telica and Cliff Burton was God, you know. Most bassists, mm. especially ones that start playing from high school, they do hold that same sentiment. I was no different. Unashamedly, I bought a wire pedal and a distortion pedal for my bass when I was 15. Um, Fuck yeah. They've been sitting under my bed for about seven years untouched. <laughs> Just because I could never get it to sound as good as he did. So yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to butcher this shit. Um, then I started stretching out like into a lot of thrash metal. Um so Dave Ellison was probably the reason I actually bought the five-string because he's a five-string bassist. Um, yeah. And there was something about my fingers felt a lot more comfortable with that extra string there, just giving me that anchor point to play with. So if it hadn't been for that, I would have been, probably still would have played fours and probably wouldn't be as fast as I am now, finger-wise. Um, mm. Thank you. Back to Like, obviously, you know, Tom Araya... Probably not the most technical bassist around. That's mainly just because he's so busy screaming and shit like that. But lately, vocally, I have been listening to a lot of Slayer. And more precisely, I've been listening to a lot of new Slayer. Well, the newest Slayer. Nice. Like, personally, Araya's voice got better as he got older. Um, you know, same goes, you know, same goes for Chuck with Testament. Like, I, I reckon his voice yes. now is significantly yes. better than what it was like, have you boys heard the new album? Yeah, I have, yeah. yeah. It is we fucking intense. It's wild. Um, and, yeah, like, a lot of... Basically, pick any Exodus vocalist, and I will tell you, yeah, they are all fucking fantastic. You know, um, current and present. Current and past, rather. Um, but, yeah, then it comes down to the whole, you know, listening to a lot of the heavier vocal styles as well. So, Lamb of God... I've always loved Randy's voice, hearing him mm. clean on the last album, like songs like Overlord and shit. I was like, fuck yeah, that's sick. But if I was to pick one vocalist, and this would be the most dynamic vocalist that probably, well, one of the most that's existed in metal, and that's Phil Antelmo. Yes. I mean, the yeah. dude yeah. was like singing voice. this high with glam metal, and then yeah. he was singing like this fucking low in the fucking really bad heroin stage, and now he's sounding like a fucked up Lemmy. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, like he's got range. Dude, he's got range. Like, I mean, if you listen to Cowboys from Hell, the dude sings, what, like nine or ten songs on that album? And, yeah, nine or ten songs on the album, and each song is different vocally. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, that's one of my vocal influences to that Cowboys from Hell album especially. Um, yeah. Just that thrash, thrashy vocal that he does, and he's got the high, high screams, and then aggressive, like lower stuff. Like low key with the album that we're writing at the moment, because we've kind of announced it a few times. We've got eight, seven songs, I think, written now. When it comes time for me to do the vocals, I'm going to try and pull an Anselmo. It's probably not going to work. Um, Just but try. Yeah, we're going to try. Like it's going to happen oh, because fuck yeah. Like yeah, Tom saying <laughs> Phil was vocal god. And I agree mm. with the very definite was, because like I said, he sounds like Lemmy on crack nowadays. Um, 
What about you two, man? Like, well, um, for me on the drums, like, I guess it started with Metallica, and then you know once you're into metal, and then you start to look down other avenues, um, you know, going through thrash. I sort of ended up with Lamb of God and Chris Adler, you know, old Lamb of God drummer. He's uh, quite technical, got a hell of a setup, and um, sort of inspired my just the ability to like play and complete the songs, you know, rather than just like play beats and be disconnected from the other instruments. And that's something we really strive for mm. on this album. Like, I sat down and wrote out all the drum parts on go on Guitar Pro, like as opposed to playing them because I was actually able to sit there and look at what the other instruments are doing and write feels to match that notation or to match, you know, the rhythm that it's following, just like, you know, whether it's a, a double bass beat, um, like, for example, at the end of Sabotage. A lot of Sabotage is, like, quite feel-intensive song, but it, a lot of it matches the guitar riffs. And then another song like As Darkness Comes, as we heard earlier, you know, some of those feels just all has the same notation as the, the guitars. So I think Chris Adler, ex Lemma of God, really showed me that style, you know, just to be able to play as a band, you know, and really complete that lineup. And I just remember watching an interview with him a couple of years ago, and he really spoke about that. You know, their first album was all about, like, oh, how fast can we all play? And it took them about two or three albums, and then they finally got a producer in, and then, boom, they dropped that awesome album walk with me in hell sacrament, sacrament you yeah. know all those yeah. awesome songs that really made them awesome and the key change for that caused that was they got a producer in and really helped them make songs that mesh where all the instruments meshed together yeah because they were just a you know a bunch of dudes in the south who were just playing fast like, metal music but they were all just doing their own thing and so i think for me it really opened my eyes to show it's important to play a song together, you know, and if you can't have that unison within the band, you know, maybe it's a good idea to have someone else who can see everything from over the top and say like, oh, you know, this part of the song, like everyone's doing something, but the bass player is just over there doing his own thing or the drummer's over there doing his own thing. Like we've got to find a way to make everything join together and just having that balance and everything. So, yeah, he's one person for me that sort of helped create an identity about how I play drums in the band. And then just, you know, general influence like Gene Hoagland, as Dan said, this is an awesome thrash metal drummer. And I only really followed him from Testament, like since the Dark Roots of Earth album. Um, hadn't really heard of him before that, but that was sort of just as I was starting to expand my repertoire. And then there's yeah. other people like um, Ash Pearson, who plays with Revocation now, and ex-Revocation drummer... Um, Rudinger, what's his name? Fuck. Yeah, anyway, I've got him on Facebook. Like, he's got heaps of um, just, like, crazy drum stuff. And I, I'm not really willing to go there yet where you can just, like, play drums to just crazy metal, like, where just time signatures going everywhere. Like, I really – just, yeah. just just weird shit. Like, I can't even make sense of it, really. Like, I'm not yeah looking to be a percussionist, you know, like, where I can make all these sounds. I just want to play the drums. So I think – you know, just having that balance of A, having your own style, but B, fitting in with music. And I think, you know, writing songs together helps that. 
and then see also as you said before like you've got to be entertaining really like if you're being a live musician you've got to have energy you've got to have personality and it's got to be excessive because as you said you know Lars is still doing it because he's getting paid the bills and he knows how to put on a show you know yeah and that's that's yeah. really what it comes down to what we got to do like I don't care how technical you are. Like, I don't want to go and watch you if you're just going to sit there and be boring. Yeah, well, 100%. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like, there's only a couple of bands who could pull off that. I'm going to stand still and do nothing on stage besides play instruments. One of them was Meshuggah. Um, They pulled that off amazingly. They didn't do a lot on stage, but you were just so in awe of, like, the entire – the way everything came together. Yeah. If they were going nuts on stage, it would have actually been worse. Yeah, that, well, the, the, when you're playing that sort of complication, like, you just sit there and you're just, like, captivated, like, holy fuck, it sounds exactly like the album. Yeah. You know, that's the whole 100%. thing in itself. But if if you're trying to do too much energy and it, wrecking it, you know, then it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, the song sucks. Another band for that is uh, Gojira. Yeah. Those yes. are just, like, phenomenal yeah. musicians, so tight and everything. Like, they don't need to jump around like you you're just captivated by the sheer musical abilities the light show is amazing yeah the, and the light yeah see so, yeah, they have light shows to make up for it though they don't need to like jump around and light shows and fire following the kiss model <laughs> that's it all righty that actually that actually brings up a good point before i read out a couple more questions before we wrap this up bands locally like in the australian scene who puts on the best show like who do you we're not going to call out bands for being terrible on stage but I don't think there really is, to be honest, besides a couple of bands that have played, like, one show and broken up. Like, the bands that have been doing it for four or five years are all they're all entertaining as fuck because if they weren't, they wouldn't be getting booked. They wouldn't be pulling in good crowds. Who, for you, is most entertaining? Psychoptic. Yeah, all right, yeah, fair, reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Desecrator. Desecrator, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've, been, I've been on the fence for a couple of fucking Desi shows yelling at Riley. It's always a good time. Um, <laughs> they put on a phenomenal show, man. Yeah. Hortopsy. I don't know if you've seen Hortopsy. No. Yeah. Harlot 2. Yes. Yeah. Malices for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nippy Tolly go fucking hard. Jesus. I agree with that. All right. So I'm not <laughs> sure if you guys have heard Nippy Tolik. I have not. Do okay. So we. Victoria? They are a Victorian band and they're a young band as well. And yeah, straight out of Franga, a bunch of, like, young kids. They were, what, what, between 16 and 18, if I remember correctly. Something like that, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. fucking went off harder than we did, and I was pushing. I went absolutely fucking nuts, and I couldn't keep up. I was fucking wrecked. It was amazing to witness. Impressive. All right. um, and extremely heavy, too. All right. If I had to pick a favourite Exodus vocalist, um, fucking... <sighs> Steve at the moment is yeah, my favourite. Zetro, 100%. Yeah. Like, it's... He's got that perfect voice where it's what would happen if you put a, if you'd put Gary Holt's distortion onto clean vocals. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like razor blades in your ears yes. in the best way possible. <laughs> the, the, way I, the way I'm imagining it, it'd be like if you poured lemon juice and salt into your eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, going, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah fucking Dad. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell Dad's not to walk in, but they still do anyway in underwear, offering fucking, what was it, feta cheese. That's <laughs> <laughs> the most Maltese thing ever. Like, literally. Hey, Having your dad in underwear walk in, 
Um, the people seeing at home can't see that because they're not facing the door. The other boys did. So my old boy just walked into the room in only his underwear, um, holding feta cheese, saying, do you want some? It is the scariest thing that I've ever witnessed in my life. It down. <laughs> <laughs> I called that last podcast. How long is it going to be until your old man walks in with just his jocks? <laughs> <laughs> and lucky he was yeah. wearing jocks. He's had this habit lately of just walking around completely starkers. If it's my house, I do what I fucking want. Alrighty. Um couple more questions. What else we got? Um so Daniel Chief asked you if you're jumping on cod after this. <laughs> well that was the point. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, um we got five albums this year. Someone asked that I can't remember who. Uh, but yeah, favorite albums for us this year. Well, I'm kind of I'm kind of waiting on the new Lamb of God stuff. Um, I did like their song. <laughs> I did like their song. Um, fuck was a checkmate. Um, I'm very thrashy. Their their drummer, who is also another influence, um, besides of course Chris is a fucking legend. But uh, Art Cruz, Art Cruz, I followed for pretty much since I started. Um, very. I wouldn't say as technical, but he's skilled, very skilled. Um, um, fucking testament. I listened yep. to that. Literally, it started work last week at fucking six in the morning. So five in the morning, I just blasted thrash all the way down the fucking freeway. Nice. Um, and then of course, uh, War Tooth album. Yes. Uh, finally, took his fucking because when you announced it, you announced it. I think in February, didn't you? In January. <sighs> Well, we we, we, we recorded for, it last year. Yeah, the hope was for November, and all we could come up with was fucking venom heads. So it's like, well, we give us something, and then we got to bust our chops to get the rest of the whole system set up, and then it, yeah, I don't know, man. You have a nice timeline set out, and then yeah, and it goes to shit. So much, so <laughs> yeah. much, oh. yeah, so <laughs> much work involved. You know all too much about the timelines. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not even a problem, but it's just so much fun. Like you know, having the process and like. Once it's done, it's like, sweet, you know, now we're out. Like, you just got to get it right, I think, you know. Yeah, yeah. getting it right is better than getting it done quick, yeah. 100%, 100%. You don't want to release something half-assed and completely botch it because you only get one chance to present it, you yeah, know, for the first time. And, uh, was there room, wasn't there rumours of Exodus doing another album this year? Mm. I've heard yeah. something that they're recording. I don't know if it's going to be released this year, but now that Gary, obviously Gary's finished up with Slayer and he's gone back to do Exodus full-time, it's likely we're going to see something come from there. Um, the album that I'm most keen for that hasn't been released yet is actually Ailstorm. So they've got Curse of the Crystal Coconut coming out. And, yeah, Andy <laughs> doesn't like that. Um, Not a fan. The reason I like <laughs> listening to Ailstorm is just because it is fun to yell along to. They're not great musicians, the vocals are fucking literally scraping the barrel for three albums straight now. The song that they, <laughs> the song that they just released, um, what was it? Treasure, fucking Treasure Chest Party Quest. Like, it is the most stupid Jesus. fucking song ever created, but it was still fun to listen to. They're like the Steel Panther of pirate metal now. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, they literally said, we're going to try and alienate our fan base. So here's this song about us driving Volta <laughs> 
the the singer guy. He's he's got his like he's got side projects and stuff where he makes retarded EDM music and stuff. Yeah, and, um, so that's I'm, I'm not saying that EDM music's retarded. I'm saying like he makes retarded. Oh, hundred percent. Like he's got the side projects that I know of. So he's got Glory Hammer, mm-hmm. which is like medieval full fantasy Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. Sort of thing. Um, got to see them live the first time they come to Melbourne, and they were all really nice guys. Um, I've met Chris a few times there. He's a pretty good dude. Always yeah. happy for a chat. Um, and then, yeah, he's got Christopher Bowes and his plate of beans. That's the one. <laughs> it's fucking so shit. But it's <laughs> Like, you just know that there was this Scottish dude sitting at home, like, absolutely fucking hammered on beer, Guinness, and haggis. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking start writing music. Pulls yeah. up Guitar Pro. Writes a song and then just turns the instrument into like a xylophone or something. And just fucking export. Done. Done. <laughs> Album is finished. Album is made. Fucking nuclear blast is going to make $20 million out of this shit. It took me 45 minutes to do in the shitter. <laughs> uh, okay. Whatever sells, eh? Yeah. Alrighty. Um, so the questions have kind of dried up. So I think, you know, after an hour and a quarter, I think that's probably a good time to start wrapping this one up. Um, so, yeah, we're going to give a final shout-out to the boys from Wartooth for their new Thanks album. For Again, I know that I'm sounding like a fucking broken record, but buy it, listen to it, give them all the support in the world, especially through this time where nobody can play shows. Everybody needs whatever fucking help they can get. A um, quick question. Do you yes. guys like vinyls? We're trying to rally up support to print vinyls, and I just have no idea if anyone actually wants to buy one anymore. So if anyone wants to buy a vinyl, let us know. We're trying to, you know, figure out some numbers, and then we know whether to go get them printed or not. All right. So, um, I tell what do you, you guys what, think about vinyls? When David posts his nude selfie to me, and I upload that, I'll put the question in there because that'll get some fucking, that'll garner some traction as well. Yeah. Uh, lovely. Nice. Do the camera for me. Huh? <laughs> I'm gonna. Sorry. Hang on. Let me get into a two bar area. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna need somebody to do the camera for me. Ah, uh, fuck. You got a selfie stick? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. My dick was holding down the other end of the poster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hell. I can see what I can do. <laughs> I want people to think it. That's it. So, no, um, while we're waiting for David to set himself up, a quick shout-out um, for Chaos Drums and Roto Sound for giving Daniel drumsticks and me strings. Um, it, it's a nice feeling. I don't have to pay a shitload. I don't have to take out a fucking mortgage every time I want a set of bass strings. Um, so that's <laughs> always good. Um, and also, look, I don't have a logo up, but, yeah, Josh Rec from Anubis. Um, oh, my Lord, that, that's beautiful. That is amazing. I'll get you to take a proper resolution selfie later. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll get that one up at the end of the feed. Um <laughs> He can't help himself. He's doing it now, mate. Yeah, well, he's loving it. He's loving life. Make it your thumbnail for the video. You'll get the heaps of streams. Just watch your fucking dick out, mate. Jesus. But, yeah, um, we're terribly missing fucking Josh and Anubis at the moment. So that's where mm. we do all of our rehearsals. Um, it's where we're likely going to be fucking tracking drums for the next album as well. So while, you know, while all this shit's going off and we're basically grounded at home, we cannot do – we can't do shit. So we're fain going to get back there. Like, I just want to fucking play with the boys again. Yeah, that's pretty fucked. <laughs> Have you guys seen any of the bands that are doing the 
like playthroughs where they all just like record their track and then they make a dope video of it. Seen um, Angels Have a Treated did one and uh, March of the SOD did one. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen a couple pop around. I wouldn't be able to tell you which bands have found them or not. Yeah, but it's a great idea. Like, I think the hardest part for us is I don't know if the other boys have got the equipment to be able to do it properly. Like, yeah. we could probably, <laughs> like we could record it with phones like that. Those boys, because I've got a little interface that I'm running through my jam. Yeah, yeah. Like I've actually got a fucking SM7B, which is what I'm chatting through at the moment. It's a it's a slightly expensive webcam mic. You know, just casual three hundred and fifty dollar mic. Um, <laughs> well, three of you should be alright. It's just Dan that's got the problems there. Yeah, uh, so, not Dan, David. Yeah. yeah. So if we can get yeah. some good quality, you know, good ish quality recordings, obviously Daniel would have to do the drums first, um, and then we just play to the drums. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, it's an idea. We might actually fucking look at doing that. We'll discuss that through the yeah. week. Yeah. You could do it like on this live stream thing, but like not live. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, be like, look, we did this earlier. We don't know if it sounds good or not, but we'll see. And who knows? I might get me dad in his underwear with feta cheese to do some guest vocals. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would tune in just for that. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I think it's time to wrap this one up. So, hey, everybody. Boys. Thanks for having us, gents. No, thank you for fucking joining in. Thanks like, to um, Aiden and to Brendo for grabbing a CD while we were talking. Where yeah, good sales work there. Oh, fuck yeah. No, that's nice. nice. We got two sales through the stream. Excellent. Yeah, I think um, that puts us over 80 now, so. No, nah, fantastic. I love it. All righty, guys. Um, yeah, it was nice catching up with you as well. Definitely just yeah, fucking, was... if you want to jump on again, let us know. We'll, we're more than happy to chat. We'll fucking have anyone Anytime. on. Please Anytime. hire us. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Um, yeah, so this is Armada with Wartooth for Grievous Bodily Yarn. Um, this episode was entitled Batshit Crazy. It'll be on Spotify, all the other streaming services, YouTube, and the shit over the next few days. Um, yeah, thanks very much for tuning in. If you've got any questions or recommendations that we can try to fit into the next episode, you know, whether it's things to talk about, um, things, you know, things to discuss bands to listen to, people to talk to. Yeah, definitely just hit us up. Let us know. We'll do our best to get it all happening. We're doing this for you guys. Like, we get literally nothing out of this. So this is just for you blokes to pa- you blokes and girls to pass an hour and a half at home. Um, so, yeah, have a good one. Actually, good before value. I go, should I try and get through the un- in- analysis wait. wake track? Give it, yeah. a Give it a fucking spin. Yes. All righty. It's, righty. it's um, brutal as fuck. All right, um, I'm going to pop that one up now. So we are going to sign off with this song. Um, I'm just going to pack this through to the boys. Um, so bear with me. So um, share computer sound for that one. Start sharing. All right, so this is a Morbid Angel cover of Immortal Rights by In Malice's Wake, probably one of the best bands fucking in Victoria. So, yep, tune in. This is Grievous Bodily Yarn. Thank you very much, cunts. Cheers, See guys. you later. Cheers, guys. See you later. Oh no, we get it there. It's on.
Some stuff, feel good messages. Maybe you should check out at Soft Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna buy that studio.